There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi beloveds and welcome back to Beautifully Empowered. I wanted to share something that's been on my mind this week. And I'm literally sat here with my eyes closed so it's more like a stream of consciousness that just wants to flow through. And speaking of flow, (laughs) I'm in the flow. I hope that you're in the flow. I hope that you relax to get yourself a cup of tea, sit down. If you're driving, that's cool. But this might be a bit of a flowy podcast, so maybe don't listen to it while you're driving. I'm not sure. Um, One thing that really comes up when we're not in touch or we're not aligned with this power that we call God or source or energy or the universe or divine spirit whatever name you want to put on it I don't think it really matters Um, I've noticed for me that when I'm not in touch with that which can happen several times throughout the day it can happen quite often actually is that you start to feel these blockages that prevent the breath from easily flowing out of the body and easily being received into the body. One of the most beautiful things that we experience as human beings is one of the most basic things actually is the breath. It's that Breathing in, Shiva, or Yang, or masculine, and the breathing out, which is Shakti, or feminine, or Yin, the receptive, breathing out, and the breathing in is the penetrative, the energy going out, the energy going in. And it's literally like a divine dance of this yin and yang energy, this in and out, night and day, feminine and masculine. And the breath itself actually cleanses so many toxins out of the body. I holistically work with a lot of practices that when I'm feeling unwell, instead of reaching for a paracetamol, which I will do if I really need to, But hey, I always grab almond nuts, to be honest, because they work like instantly for things like headaches and stuff. But when you just breathe into the place in which you might feel a bit of tension. So, for example, for me yesterday, I think the root cause of it was a particular belief system that was working against my body. And I started to have some pain in my stomach the lower parts of my stomach, as I started to breathe in, and you can try this yourself, 
because I only ever talk about things from experience on this podcast. If you, when I did breathe in, and if you try this yourself, if it's something you're experiencing, and this is how we work with the breath and how we work with that flow, that prana, the divine energy that that is so innate to our existence, which connects us to source. I started to breathe into this pain that I was having in my stomach, which really was just an energy blockage. And the root of it was an actual belief system or something that I was circling in my mind attached to the past, which was now bringing itself into the present moment experience. And as I was breathing into it, I was like, okay, the breath is going deeper into the body. That feels a little bit better. I started to exhale that negative energy. It was like a blockage, a negative blockage. Not even necessarily negative, but rather it's not really working for me. Or it's not beneficial. And as I kept taking a deeper breath into the body, and I started to breathe out and consciously, consciously using the imagination, which often we don't work consciously with the imagination, we're just circling consciousness loops from the past. And then that's why we experience a lot of anxiety in the present moment or a lot of an, a lot of depression because we're not actually in the flow of the present moment. And so as I was taking it as I was taking a deeper breath into this pain in my stomach, I realized that when you consciously hold that, hold the energy of that pain, recognize it, accept it, and then breathe it out. This is a very conscious tool to help with these energy blockages or pain in the body and things like that. I literally could feel, and I know I spoke about this on the podcast several times before, but the energy flowing out, you can feel that stuck energy, the stuck tenseness of energy that wants to flow, but we're keeping it suppressed because we, I think to a certain extent, there was a lot of fear there in that belief system, of course. And so it just, it just flew, kind of like flew, flew, flowed out of the body kind of did feel like it was flying to be honest like flying out of the body and it's interesting when we have particular areas of the body that feel tense it's because we're detached from that part of the body so for example even two seconds ago I'm sat on the sofa and I was just like I could feel myself like um like holding tension in my legs and that's because you know, it, it happens several times a day. It happens, you, sometimes it can happen consecutively depending on where you are in your consciousness. And you have to just ease into the present moment. And the reason we're so tense and it's obviously perpetuated by this patriarchal society and, and, and the drive for capitalism and more consumerism, that's all very masculine energy. And it and it traps our feminine energy and it keeps us... Um, enslaved in the masculine but it's also enslaving the feminine because the masculine that doesn't operate within the balanced feminine is also enslaved it's an enslaved masculine energy and the patriarchy has affected men so much and I think people forget this like for example if my friend is listening to this um my heart goes out to you I won't mention any names on here but I have a friend and this friend was going through a really rough time and this individual hadn't texted me for a while, and this individual apologised and mentioned that they were struggling. And I said to this individual, you know, I have a lot of compassion for men in general, you know, some of my male friends, and my female friends too, 
that struggle, maybe struggle with depression or struggle with um, anxiety. And if anybody understands that, that is me because that is something that I've experienced throughout my life. And all of that is associated with childhood trauma that I am still at the moment, still, and I think I'll be doing it for the rest of my life, still healing aspects of the past that seek it, seep its way, creep its way <laughs> into the present moment experience because we think about the past. And those thoughts affect our feelings and feelings and thoughts and the way it affects the body. I'm always brought back to that first episode of Westworld, which I think I've mentioned about a million times on this podcast, because I constantly talk about the same things over and over and over again in just different ways. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Now, Dolores, when she wakes up, it's a new day, but really it's not a new day. She's repeating the same loop, looping consciousness until she decides to have a look at the, the things that she's doing every day and question, what are you doing? And so when you're going throughout your day and you're noticing these little parts of yourself that are fragmented or you're going through some sort of like soul loss, the most compassionate thing you can do for yourself is to be in flow. And sometimes, because I work with a lot of holistic tech, um, holistic tools, I work with a lot of, um, you know, EFT and being with my body, because so for so long I've been very dissociated from my body, and for the past ten years I've struggled with my weight because of a lot of emotional issues. It's it's not really been about food. It, back in the day, it was a little bit about food. But as I've adopted a healthier lifestyle and been predominantly eating plant-based foods, the occasional junk food, the occasional vegan junk food, um, it's it's never really been about food, but about certain emotions. Now, I've noticed that when certain people are in my life, my whole body, um, or my emotional body, should I say, goes into kind of like a trauma response and I put up a very, very, very strong emotional guard, which then causes me, and I think a lot of you can relate to this, if you have issues with eating food or not eating food, not e eating enough, not putting on enough weight, not losing enough weight, just not feeling comfortable in your own body. And the root of all of that will most likely be connected to some sort of childhood trauma. And the way that we can work with both the spirit and the body, um both the feminine and the masculine is to really accept the way that we're feeling first of all because if you've got tension in some part of the body instead of reaching for a paracetamol I'm not here to say don't take a paracetamol please do not understand, misunderstand what I'm saying um, but instead of trying to numb what the body is trying to communicate with us why not observe that energy because they don't teach us about energy in school, at least not from the more spiritual quantum level. And I think if we understood, say, for example, when people say things like astrology is woo-woo and I'm like, well, OK, I get that because maybe you're thinking about horoscopes at the back of Cosmopolitan magazine. That's not astrology in and of itself. You know, that's just a generalized archetype of like, oh, you're a cancer sun. So therefore this particular forecast of your life for the week applies to every single cancer well i can tell you now cancers are not all the same like i'm a cancer sun scorpio moon so i'm a very very deep type of cancer where i know i've got a really good friend she's a cancer sun aries moon and we're similar because we've both got that 
Mars energy at the moon level. But hers is Aries. It's it's energy going out. It's very different. Mine's going in. So a Scorpio moon may struggle with a lot of um, emotional lunar problems and not being able to communicate those and often building things up and then snapping. And you've really got to, as a Scorpio moon, really work with that alchemized transformation of taking this very, very, very heavy stagnant energy at the lunar level which is in its detriment um i think just like capricorn as well capricorn moons is i'm sure that's in its detriment as well um whereas something like taurus would be in its exalt exaltation um and cancer because cancer's ruled by the moon um is is being able to transmute that energy not even to trans i wouldn't even say well i suppose transform and transmute are the same i guess to transform something, to turn one substance into another, to transmute is like taking that energy and almost like evolving through it by allowing it to be, but not being surrendered to it in the sense that it engulfs you and causes you to feel, you know, heightened states of rage or anger. I know anger and rage are two different, at least to me, two different completely emotions because it does depend what you do in that anger that I think rage would be like a, a higher level of anger because you can be angry when somebody's crossed your boundaries but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person because you're angry at somebody somebody that's crossed your boundary and obviously I've said this before people don't know our boundaries unless we vocalize those and let people know what our boundaries are so you could just be going around crossing people's boundaries all the time and often I've noticed this that often sometimes friends and people can walk out of our lives because we've crossed their boundary but they've never expressed to us what their personal boundaries are because we don't we you know we can't read each other's minds I suppose in an intuitive level I always feel like I can read the mind of like a Pisces or a Cancer or a Scorpio just by like making eye contact it's kind of like a non-verbal thing like I don't know we're just very we can read each other like not necessarily know what that person's thinking but like we read those you know this subtle body language and yeah, it's really interesting. But coming back to the body, um, the body heals heals. Wow, the body heals. The score is a really beautiful, powerful book that I really recommend for those that want to work with the body and understanding trauma and how that's connected to the body. And I think I'd like to talk about this a lot more. And I think I have done throughout the podcast, but I will continue to talk about it a bit more as well, um, and possibly invite more people on to to get more of a an in-depth um, perspective on it. I definitely would, I definitely do have plans to do that. So that, that should be coming soon. But I think just in general, the, the flow of life, this prana, this breath is something that this society, it's not, I sometimes I have to be careful what I say here, but like, it's not that I think like, completely that there's this like agenda to trap us like to stop us from like connecting to ourselves because ultimately we're in charge of our own consciousness but it's when we're not aware of who we are as energy beings and that's what astrology teaches you is just how to balance your energy really um and those that are compatible with you it's just energy syncing up to compatible energy those that are not energetically compatible you can accept that you, you, that if you're a cancer son you might not be compatible with a gemini son but you have a birth chart and 
the energy you might be attracted to somebody at a very venous level um and or you might be attracted at a very emotional level from the moon some people are attracted to people at the sun level and never really have that deeper connection because everybody is different and so astrology just teaches how to balance that masculine and feminine energy um and it's also very in tune with what's the book called that i just recently bought it's uh very in tune or very connected to alchemy also i just recently purchased a book Wait, where is it here it is <laughs> called alchemy the soul of astrology by claire martin i would love to get her on this podcast but yeah it's just um talks about astrology and alchemy and how they're linked and um using the practical terms of the trans to the transits or the outer planets through carefully selected histories it's a really really beautiful book um and it goes into the psychology of the soul using images symbols passages um and it gives that deeper appreciation of the astrological and alchemical press processes as soul making it is a beautiful book you know just sometimes when you read read a book and you're just like oh my goodness this like touches my soul at such a level there there are actually only a handful of books that do that for me but this is such a great book coming back to tuning into how you're feeling in this present moment even sometimes when you're listening to a podcast like there are certain I'm so in tune with my body and I be, I've become more tune, in, in tune especially since COVID because it's just like I think when all of that happened at the beginning of coronavirus just like Amanda Flaker was saying that trauma in our, in our podcast I've done two podcasts with this lady but trauma was triggered on the planet for a lot of people and what I've observed is that going through that and how we all individually responded to it we didn't all respond the same way and that shouldn't have been expected because we've all been through trauma in individual ways and to all be expected to do the same thing when the whole world is going through the the same or at least we're all experiencing the these lockdowns and and then this war between pro this and and anti this and it's like for one why would we expect that everybody respond to anything in the same way and i think the minute that we try and force somebody else to hear us and i've done this and it's something that i've learned um along the way but like life is all about simplicity the more that we force other people to listen to us the more that we force ourselves not to listen to others from their perspective remember people's opinions is from their perspective their childhood upbringing that's probably affecting their perspective right now their state of conscious their ability to even see a higher perspective when we're ready to receive certain information we're going to receive it when we're ready to when our consciousness is ready and open to be in in alignment with somebody that is willing to love us in a more compassionate and passionate way and we're ready to love them those experiences will happen it's almost like you open yourself up to the universe and you're just like okay i'm ready for this now i'm ready for that and you look at yourself in the mirror and you go what the fuck have i been doing for the past 10 years what the fuck have i been doing for the past five years this is not a family-friendly podcast 
you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say to yourself, this is what I want. Therefore, when you become a vibrational match to that and it starts in the imagination and also your willpower to accept that your imagination is pretty much driving the whole thing. Um, or should I say that your subconscious is driving the whole thing? But when, you, when your subconscious is, subconscious, is, subconscious is being looped with the same fearful thoughts that your parents have driven into you and you're on loop, going round and round and round and round and wondering why five years have gone past and you've not done anything different. Wondering why you're still trapped in the same relationship that you unconsciously don't want to be in. Something has to change. A thought has to be ignited in you that goes, hey, you know what? I'm actually better than this. I deserve better than this. I deserve to feel in flow with life and not to be in fear. And when you get so connected to both your imagination, which enables you to widen your consciousness, to ponder and to create from this image nation, to create the vision of what you want, whether it is to feel better, whether it is to feel, you know, in the flow of the moment, when you're in that flow, that's when the magic happens. Because I mean, what really is magic? It's just the ability to see, really, that we're all fucking magic and it's just sometimes when our eyes are closed we don't see the obvious that human being human beings are incredibly complex but amazing creatures like i think like if aliens did exist we're either the aliens that we're talking about or aliens are already here like you know i'm not gonna get deep into the thing about aliens but like come on now like do we not see how amazing the technology of our body is I did that podcast with Amanda Flaker. I'll put it in the link description below. Um, We are the original technology. And our bodies, technology has been designed off our bodies. When we work with astrology, we work with the elements. We work with everything that is. And we are energy. And whatever name we give to God, again, I don't think it's relevant to even project my opinion or my perspective of what God is because any time I've ever said anything about God it's it's irrelevant it is so incredibly irrelevant because I'm just one tiny little human being on this planet and it's like what does it matter what my thoughts are about what God is because to some people God just is there is no anthropomorphic there is no idea that can fit into what God is, you know, what what God is. There's no, there's no debate that needs to take place when it comes to God. And this is why, you know, I got to a point where I was like, there, there is never a need for me to force my opinion on every, anybody. If somebody wants to have a conversation with me now about what they think God is or what their particular political perspective is or whether they think that veganism is the right way forward what their thoughts are on the global warming issue um you know it's 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 never an option for me i just don't do it to 
be in the presence of somebody else that is trying to attack my opinion. And sometimes you have to just see what the energy is. Again, coming back to the flow. If you're in the flow of the present moment, you don't need to be trapped in the ego infant stage where you're caught up in an argument with somebody because somebody over there eats meat and somebody over there doesn't. Somebody over there is atheist and somebody over there is Muslim. Like, why does it matter? To believe that God doesn't exist is still a belief system. You're still attaching yourself to a very materialistic, atheistic worldview. There is some belief in that because you've chosen to believe in an atheistic, materialistic science where somebody else chooses to believe that there is a divine presence that has created all of this and that we're a part of that divine presence. Whether somebody calls God Allah, which Allah isn't even a personal name for God. Allah just means God. It's not the same as saying Jehovah or the, the, the various names for God from an from a Abrahamic Christian perspective. It's like, for example, one of my cousins, God bless her, she sent me this post the other day on Instagram. And it was a post from somebody else that she sent into my inbox and it was about Scorpio moons. And she said, if Scorpio moons don't tap into something along the lines of if a Scorpio, does, Scorpio moon doesn't nourish their own um, inner world, they can um, show signs of rage. I definitely remember that word that she used, rage. And this is what I was saying earlier about the difference between rage and anger. And I thought that was quite a very exoteric or a surface level of astrology when people talk about astrology and things like that and I do it I've done it before like if you're writing something in a post it's not like you have the opportunity to write an extended you know broadened perspective of what you actually mean when you use the word rage but this is why I think we become more conscious with our language as well because or at least when you are talking try to explain and go deeper it's a very Scorpio moon thing that I'm doing, but like going deeper into what it is that you mean when you say something, because certain words have certain connotations and people perceive things very differently. That's the greatest thing about doing a podcast is that you can just go deep into what it is that you actually mean rather than just having surface level opinions. Um, and for a Scorpio, I think the lesson is to learn to work with that Scorpionic energy at the lunar level, which is very, very intense. And it's more that a Scorpio moon can, if they don't learn to alchemize that pain, they start stinging themselves, which is a very self-sabotaging way to try and heal the, the, the intensity of Scorpio at the lunar level. You'd think that Scorpio moon wouldn't be such a, 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 such a negative placement with it being the moon, and the moon ruled by Cancer, sorry, Cancer ruled by the moon, and then you've got Scorpio in a placement where Cancer thrives. Well, Cancer's the surface level of the water. <laughs> Cancer's like, the, just the little, you know, just imagining the moon reflecting off the water at the moment. Um, the moon's reflection on the water, and that's kind of Cancer. It's kind of that, that pearly surface level You'll see cancers like crying just at the, at the most simplest of things, not because the surface level crying, but the tears come out faster 
that you know me as a cancer like if something upsets me i'll just instantly start crying but you compare me to a scorpio sun and even though i'm a scorpio moon there is a difference between scorpio sun and a scorpio moon you don't typically get you don't typically see a scorpio break down into tears as easily you know it's all very controlled um and and that's because you know scorpio is the abyss scorpio is the the deepest part of the ocean it's deep and the scorpion scorpion it's it's in the in the darkness in that darkness of the womb at the lunar level and so yes a scorpio moon will need to alchemize that because it's deep not everybody can handle a scorpio sun never mind a scorpio moon because we're going to pull you into that depth um we're not pulling people in to um to drown them necessarily although that is a part of the process of drowning and 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 rising back up but a scorpio always wants to like pull you in to see what you're about like i'm gonna pull you in i want to take those little layers off your soul and see what you're all about it's like a little dance like what are you about like you know very subtle and when you're at the depth of that ocean there's just darkness there it's just mystery it's just it's complete secrecy in the dark and yeah scorpio moon needs to learn to alchemize that just in a podcast on scorpio so if you want to listen to more about scorpio you can i'll put the link description to the last podcast that i did the last podcast that i did on scorpio energy while we were in scorpio season we're now in sagittarius season um and working with that flow and being aligned to the body is so important because we're so in our mind and you think about the age of Aquarius, which apparently we're in now, or apparently we're going into, I don't know, some people say it's from the 60s, some people say we're not there yet, but when you're in your mind, when you're in the higher chakras, and you disconnect from the lower chakras, which is the root, the solar, and the sacral plexus, the sacral chakra, there's disembodiment there already. When we're, you know, you think about the generation now that's like, constantly on tiktok all the time and constantly on social media and yes they're not really on the streets like kids used to be and they're not causing trouble but they're being overstimulated mentally they're in the air of aquarius they're in the air and when you're in the air and you're the ethers and it's it's so floaty and you don't know where you're going am i going this way am i going that way and it's just blowing you everywhere like the internet the ethers is just like blowing you everywhere and there's no roots there's no there's no grounding into the body and that's why it's so important even more now from during you know from the coronavirus and everything is just to be rooted in the body to literally plant your feet barefoot if you're like me that is on the soil or on the concrete on sand on grass and connect to this present moment flow and let mother gaia flow through let her energy flow through you receive her energy because she'll receive you too and i earth quite a lot i haven't recently just because it's cold and the other day i was sat in the park took my shoes off and i always get the strangest of looks from people some people do stop and they're just like, um, what are you doing? And sometimes I sit and talk to them and just let them know about, you know, the free healthcare from Mother Nature and that literally whenever I'm feeling anxious, one of the things that I do 
a longer list of many things and sometimes just being in the present moment is actually quite difficult when you're anxious because you're anxious right somebody telling you just to be in the flow of the present moment yep I'm anxious like how do I do that when I'm anxious you know um it's easier to do that when you're in a just a neutral place um and you're neither depressed or anxious but when you're anxious and somebody's saying to you get into the present moment it's like well give me a way in which to do that because I actually don't know <laughs> and I was just sat in nature and I took my shoes off and within three minutes I instantly felt better I was feeling anxious and you can literally feel it's not just about the coldness touching your feet you know it's not just about feeling cold and that and that's actually more of a heightened sensation over the anxiety there is actually a science to it that the inflammation in the body is actually neutralized when you place your hands or feet directly on the earth because when the lightning hits the earth it's charging the earth and those free radicals in the body the inflammation which is the root of all disease we're wearing shoes every day i mean did our ancestors wear shoes every day how long have we been on this planet no they didn't um, and inflammation, if, if that's the root of disease and it's, it's preventing the flow of energy through the body as well, then the most basic thing we can do is just to earth ourselves as well. I mean, get into the body again. And I've mentioned this book before um, by Clinton Oberon. It's called Earthing. I'll put the link, link in this description if anyone wants to purchase that book. I don't get paid at all for mentioning books, by the way, just so that people know. <laughs> these are just personal books that I read myself um the author of this book Clinton Ober when I used to be active on my YouTube page and then I decided hey I can't be bothered I'd rather just do a podcast because with podcasts you can just lie in bed and write and just record a podcast if you wanted to not that I actually do that but it's very relaxing doing a podcast because you don't have to worry about like what am I wearing like no it's just, just less visual um so I did a YouTube uh, YouTube review um, or I did like a, a talk on earthing and I reached out to Clinton Ober the publishing company or just him personally I can't remember what it was years ago now and asked if they could sponsor my video to and they did they Clinton sent me a free pair of earthing shoes which I lost one of them and then ended up throwing the other one away after about three years because I literally spent about a year looking for the other sandal. But they were gorgeous. They had they were like a lovely pair of sandals and they had like a copper plug at the bottom of the sole of the foot so that when you walk in, the, the copper plug acts like a con conductor. So you're receiving the earth energy and it's flowing through you as you walk in. Obviously, if you just barefoot when you sat outside, you wouldn't need the earthing shoes. This is just for when you're walking around and you do want to wear sandals. So the, he sent me a... Um, a pair of those which I thought was really nice of him and I bought a copy of yeah earthing by Clinton Ober um it says on the back connect to the earth and heal beneath your feet outdoors is not just a mere patch of grass dirt sand or concrete it's an omnipresent source of natural healing energy you will never look at the ground the same way we as humans as all living beings are electrical creatures on an on an electrical planet and the ground beneath us is more than something we just walk stand play and build on and it's true we're electrical beings i think that's one of the things that astrology teaches us is that this is all energy 
what is it that's driving you to do what you do what is it energetically that is holding you what is it is th what is it that is energetically holding you in a particular space or place in life if your consciousness is being held prisoner whether that is in a, a romantic relationship whether that is in a family relationship and sometimes family it's actually worse because these are the people that I think we make the most excuses for and we say things like well I, I acknowledge this person's emotionally abusing me but they're family you can still have people in your life that are damaging to you but completely remove yourself energetically from them say for example if it's Christmas and or you know you're in a particular space where you can't remove yourself physically completely from somebody you can actually remove yourself energetically you know um it's a very scorpio moon scorpio sun thing but if i don't want to be energetically attached to somebody i just won't talk it's a very water sign thing and some people do see it as Im quite immature but it is a if you're a water sign you'll understand this but we don't give our energy away to people that we don't feel aligned to. And it's not that water signs are mean in that way. It's not that we're insensitive. You know, it's just that we are, we are very um, self-protective, Scorpio being the most self-protective. Um, and, and that's why people assume that Scorpio suns are not very loving me being a Scorpio moon, I do think Scorpios are very loving and, and they do have a very ex hard exterior, a hard shell. Um, and it takes a lot for, for, for Scorpios to, to open up and to be vulnerable with you just because they are so self-protective and I think their worst fear is abandonment or, self or rejection. And so sometimes they will self-reject um, so, that, so that they don't experience the pain of somebody else rejecting them and it's 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 being in the body you know the the cancer has the hard shell around the body it's just all mush behind that shell and the scorpion it's the same it's like it's very very hard shell but you get past that hard shell and the, re the way you get past that hard shell is not even you can't consciously try and get past a scorpio's shell a scorpio is the, the most well the most intuitive i would say the most intuitive sign the most powerful sign. Now, I know you're going to say to me, no, it's not. It's Aries or it's Capricorn. Mm -mm -mm. No, it's not. Literally, Scorpio is the one that alchemizes. Scorpio is the alchemist that transmutes pain into power. You cannot get more powerful than that. Yes, Aries is powerful, but Aries is on the battlefield, the external battlefield. It's yang, fire, masculine energy going out. It's not inward, it's not introverted, it's extroverted. Whereas the Scorpio, both obviously Aries and Scorpio ruled by Mars, that's why I'm saying this, is it's introverted, it's feminine. So you'll notice that Scorpio, Scorpio males will be more feminine and Aries women will be more masculine in their energy because their energy is going out. Um, and so it's, it, a Scorpio will intuitively read you like, are you being genuine? You can't fool a Scorpio. You're either being genuine or you're not. And that's why Scorpios have a very black and white perception or a black and white kind of like, I either like you or I fucking don't. And it's it's the Mars and the Pluto energy, the Mars, the hot intensity of Mars, but also the coldness of Pluto. It's that polarity of hot and cold. Um, 
people have often said that I'm a very hot and cold person, um, which I do understand why people say that, because it's just that polarity of Pluto and Mars. Um, and then I've got that softness of my personality, which is kind of just like the, the surface level of who I am, or at least to some people, it's what we're actually attaining to be. Because we're never really, from a lot of astrologists' p perspectives, we're not actually in our sun sign. That's what we're attaining to be here. And then at the highest level, apparently it's your rising sign. But who we truly actually are at that instinctual, reflective, or at least when you reflex in emotionally, like when you triggered, is actually a moon sign, which I do. I've always said that I feel way more like a Scorpio than I do a Cancer. Now, the only time this changes is when you put me in the presence of a Scorpio. And that energy terrifies me. Like, it's not, I can't believe I'm saying this as a cancer sun, but like, my mushiness is like, it's like, it can be interpreted as weakness to a Scorpio. Like, I've got a Scorpio sister and she's just like, her energy is just so Scorpionic. Now, my energy is Scorpionic, but it's hidden, you know? And I've got a very bubbly cancer personality that like, sometimes a Scorpio's like, I need to figure you out. Why are you so bubbly? <laughs> Not bubbly like a Libra or like a Sagittarius, but like, yeah, you're bubbly. I need to figure, out, figure you out. So like Scorpios and Cancers are like so compatible. We're like soulmates. I've always said that like Scorpio energy for me is like soulmate energy through and through, you know, like sometimes like I'll be sat on the sofa with my sister and this is the like, the kind of like, uh, just like touchy feely energy we've got, like I'll just like sit on the sofa and I'll just start holding her hand. I'll just start playing with her hand. And I do that with like, like if there's like a romantic, like a, a romantic interest and the person's like Scorpio, I'm just like, I can't help it. I can't help but touch you. <laughs> it's not, I don't even think about it. It's just like the way that my body language communicates with another water sign is just so interesting because you'll never see me like sat on the sofa with like a Sagittarius, like I'm just holding their hand. That would just never happen. Or like a Gemini. Mm. That would just never happen or even some someone like a it possibly could happen with an earth sign but then they'd be frozen they'd be like what are you doing like you're moving too fast you know but it's just like again coming back to the body and in, in the way in which water signs communicate with our body but in general just as human beings we communicate with our body language way more um and i think this is interesting for men as well that like <laughs> am i going off topic here uh, thank you for still listening um is that men do you communicate a lot with the body language and sometimes theoretically we like we know that women are more like wordy um but when you're in the presence of somebody that you like you don't you don't, you're not thinking about like oh this person's doing this therefore they like me you just you're just in the flow of being in that person's presence you're just in the flow and you can read that person and that person can read you and it's just like it's not you don't sit there and concretely go oh this person likes me or this person doesn't it's just kind of like you're in the flow you know um, and being in the flow and being connected, it helps us to appreciate that we exist and that we're here, you know, with so much tension to my childhood given to when you die, you're going to go to heaven. <laughs> well, what about now? What, you know, that, that, that distance, that space between being born, which is just incredible when you think about being born. What, my goodness. I personally don't understand how anyone could be atheist. <laughs> That's just me. But, um, you know, the th you, when you're born, it's like, how magical is that? That the womb space holds life and you're born and you're here 
and there's a little space in between life and death and you may as well heal or try to heal if you've had such a traumatic life and be happy and be in the flow because from the moment you're born which is fire it's it's masculine and the moment you die which is feminine breathing out your last breath you're exhaling out that's the dance between feminine and masculine again what what is it you choose to do in between in between that can you balance can you can you get into the flow and this is all so so much easier even though i'm in the flow in this present moment doing this podcast is that like this is so easy to talk about and it's i wouldn't say easy like easy easy because i'm not i don't really i don't have any air in my birth chart people so hey this is what i always say when people say but you're really intelligent i'm like that doesn't mean that water signs are not intelligent it just means that we we come from a more cerebral is that the right word we're more non-verbal we're more in our feelings and this is the difference like i have a best friend who's a libra sun and a libra moon however which would you think that's a quite incompatible sign for me although i do find libras really oh my goodness i do like libras um just at the 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 shadow side and not too keen on the vanity side that can show up with libra women especially libra men tend to be more feminine Libra women tend to be more masculine. That's how that Venusian energy shows up. The feminine, the masculine energy shows up with, within male and female. But anyway, um, my good friend, my best friend, um, he is a Libra sun, Libra moon, but he's a Scorpio rising, Scorpio Mercury, and Scorpio Mars, and Scorp- Scorpio Pluto. So he's got that Scorpio selenium there, whereas I've got the, I've got the Cancer selenium. And he wants the deepest love, you know, which is very like Libra as well, because Libra's all at all, especially at the moon level. The difference between Libra sun and Libra moon is that Libra sun gives the impression that they are Libra, that they are Libra. And they definitely, their energy is definitely going out where they want, because air's a social sign, so they want lots of like close relationships. And, you know, they're very good at relationships. That's what Libra does. They're just good at relationships. I've got a Libra sister. And she's just in the most beautiful relationship, you know. Um, and But the Libra moon already knows that they are the Libra. They're not giving off the rays of a Libra, like Libra's sun, or giving the impression that they're a Libra. No, 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 a Libra moon is a Libra moon. So my best friend is a Libra sun, Libra moon, the Scorpio rising, Scorpio Pluto, Scorpio Mercury, Scorpio Mars. And when we have conversations, because my Mercury's in Cancer, my Mercury's in Cancer and his Mercury's in Scorpio, we just talk for hours. We'll be on the phone and we'll just be like, like the other day, we just spoke for about three hours. (laughs) And it was just like, we just talk about like spirituality and like healing and like it's it's very, very deep. Um, Which I've noticed that a lot of Libras do actually have quite a lot of Scorpio placements like I've got a Libra Sun niece who's a Scorpio Mercury Merc- Mercury and Scorpio um yeah I know quite a lot of Libras who are very 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 they're the, the deeper type of Libra I'm not saying that Libras are not deep Libras I'm not saying Libras are not deep but the emotional depth with a lot of Libras you'll you'll look at their birth charts and you'll see you'll see the Scorpio planet placements um 
coming back into the body what was i talking about going back into the body yeah like we, we we shouldn't allow when you think about giving your consciousness over to technology are we not already doing that have we not already done that from the moment that we started to started to upload our thoughts to facebook what's on your mind do you not see the trick do you not see that when facebook is asking you i mean maybe it's normal now not to be like all very like conspiracy but like just think about that for a moment what's on your mind why does facebook want to know what's on your mind how do we know technology is not just like a mirror technology like if it becomes sentient not just just like learning from us if it's not already doing that don't want to get deep into that rabbit hole but like can you imagine technology reflecting back to us our state of consciousness when you think about the toxicity of like so many of the videos on TikTok, like children at the, at the age of three are being allowed to have TikTok accounts, scrolling through TikTok, um, TikTok, when there's these like extremely toxic videos on there. There's some great videos on TikTok, but this is like, this is the, the neutrality of the internet though. Like the internet just is, <laughs> it's like God, God is just, God just is. And it's like how you're choosing to tap into that energy, how you're choosing to use your magic doesn't that determine whether something's good or bad? But I still think, going back to Facebook, I still think when that first came out, what's on your mind? Ooh. Now, I deleted my Facebook years of fucking go. I think I reacted, re reactivated my music Facebook for about a year or six months after not being on Facebook for about seven years. And I was like, oh my God, this is gross. <laughs> I really don't want to be on Facebook. I find it so gross. Like I have a Facebook account, but it's like, I don't follow anyone on it. No one personal. I don't have any personal photos on it. And I only go on it when I'm going on like Facebook Marketplace or when I want to look at a particular musician's page. Magician, magicians? Musicians page. Like I'm not on Facebook. I'm not. I am on Instagram though. <laughs> Although I delete the Instagram off my app, Instagram app off my phone and I only have it on my, um, I only download it onto my phone when I want to post something and I have it on my iPad, which I rarely ever use. Um, and I check the iPad every now and again. Um, but yes, coming back into the body, the technology and the body, like the more we're just, and I'm consciously aware of this, that if I've spent, because I do spend a lot of time on technology, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I do a lot of research and I read a lot and that tends to be a lot online. Like I've, I have a lot, you know, I have a moderately okay selection of books although throughout my life I've gotten rid of a lot of books so the amount of books that I've read is actually quite a lot but I still do a lot of reading online and even as a musician when I'm doing a gig I have to learn some of the songs because I'm a performer as well as do my own music and I use my iPad to to um <laughs> to learn the music and I'm like you know what this is hurting my eyes can we just turn the brightness right down and it's like, sometimes you just have to like, when you're feeling anxious, become aware of what it is that you're actually thinking. It, this is not something that you, you don't, I'm not saying you don't consciously think, because that's just like, I mean, what does that even mean? You're not think. you're not trying to get more into the mind, but you're just becoming ever more present omnipresent with yourself to where your energy is going and you won't even be aware of it 
as such until you sit down with yourself and say, okay, my consciousness is leaking out of my body because I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that. I'm still connected energetically to that person down the road. I'm thinking about my mum. I'm thinking about my cousin. I'm thinking about my best friend. I'm thinking about my lover. I'm thinking about school teacher. I'm thinking about my husband. I'm thinking about my child. Your energy is going out. <laughs> it's going out. And then you sat there when you've still got all that happening and you sat there and you're literally <laughs> on your phone scrolling through Instagram which I will not let myself scroll for more than 30 seconds. So I will see the first few things that pop up. I follow about 90 I follow about 90 people on Instagram. I am not interested in people's consciousness states. I want to know what's happening in your life. Why have we not gone for coffee? Why have we accepted that it's okay to look at people's lives on Instagram? You know, like I don't even think people should have that much access to you as such, you know? But if the first thing you do when you wake up is check people's Instagram stories, you're self-negating because I'm not saying this is what you should do, but if you want to take control of your day and if you want to be in control of your energy, which is a magician, yeah, then before you've tapped into your God self or source or Allah or God or Krishna, energy, magic, the divine, great spirit, Gaia, whatever you want to call it. It's really irrelevant to me personally. If you've not connected to yourself and you've just come out of the dream state and now you're going into another little dreamland, <laughs> another little stealer of your energy, which is technology, not saying that it's in, that's its agenda, but it's how we're choosing to give our energy energy away to this energy system because if you think about the bullshit that's on the internet I mean it's very energy draining um, and you're looking at everybody else's life what's this person doing today and sometimes it is a habit I've read digital minimalism so many times I've <laughs> said it so many times on this podcast I've actually done a podcast on digital minimalism I'll also put that in the link description if anyone wants to listen to that but where is your energy going? <laughs> because if you're not in your body when you wake up, you need, you need to come into your body. Think about where you've been in that dream state. You've been in the lunar little place when you've been sleeping. Be in the body. Don't then transfer your energy to technology because then you're not controlling your day. You're allowing your perception of people's worlds and other people's creative gifts to take root in the mind, in, in, the, in the ethers and the air, Aquarius. So being in the body. And for people, that's different. It's not what I do, somebody else might not do. You know, some people want to get up and they want to go for a walk get some fresh air first thing some people do yoga which does bring you into the body some people like to clean first thing in the morning everybody's techniques and tools are going to be different but i think like just coming back into the body again when you can see that this polarized world where everybody wants you to be contrasted and polarized argument between left and right black and white up and down god and the devil red and blue man united man city God, the devil, evil, good, 
black, white, dog, cat, up and down, angel, the devil. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry, but my Scorpio moon energy is going to come out now. Like, can we not just see the fight between yin and yang? Like, is I love the song Introvert by Little Sims. Little Sims, I'm going to put the link description down below to that song. Listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics. I love the part where she says the fight between the yin and yang is a fight you'll never win. I love that. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to keep this here. I don't really want my podcast to be over an hour, but I hope that you have gotten everything that you need to get from this podcast. I will be talking about this subject matter more. Um, I have got a particular guest that I'm bringing on, a UK guest, which I'm really excited about. So that's in the works. And just to help you to get more somatically into connecting to the body and understanding that even triggers themselves, which will be another conversation, even triggers themselves, are the body's way of telling you, I need you to listen to me. The more we silence our body from communicating with us, we're not tapping into that divine magic of technology, which is the body, which is the original technology. Take care. Bye-bye.